Rusty Quill presents. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. <laughs> <laughs> you will be right Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Previously on Planet Arcana. With Riot bound to Lux Booker and compelled to do his bidding, she is forced to keep up appearances and deliver Lux the location of a lake house owned by Bon Bon Vibrato Solmizate. And to that end, the crew prepares to attend a fabulous party with an unnecessarily long name, where they'll hobnob their way into information from Bon Bon and discover whatever Uncle Edict might know about unregistered androids. As part of their pre-party prep, the fools treat themselves to a glow-up, courtesy of one Dr. Eau de Toilette de Dowell, who is only too happy to take their coin 
and Riot's endorsement in exchange for a set of the finest cosmetically enhanced asses on the Fifth Collide. Later, Celestine receives a text from Cake Impartial requesting an urgent rendezvous. When the pair meet, Cake, still under the effects of Celestine's Gesh spell, discreetly slips Celestine Beef's Ring. The same ring already stolen by her son, Wellington, delivered to the crew and handed over to Jay Detective to put back in Beef's desk. In response, Celestine releases Cake from the Gesh and bids her return the ring to where she found it. Feeling guilty about compelling Cake into their caper, Celestine takes Crater's suggestion and invites her along to the party. For truly, never was there a woman in more need of a night out. Cake excitedly accepts before sharing that her husband Beefs will also be in attendance. Good luck to you, Mr. Wanderoff. Good luck. When they arrive at the party, Crater dons the alias of talent manager Knight E4 in order to gain access to Bonbon. Meanwhile, Riot takes Cake off Celestine's hands to free him up for a conversation with Edict. And we return now to our crew, already in the midst of the evening's mission, as brilliant fireworks burst over the city of Paragon, signaling the commencement of this year's CGA. I can hear you. I am listening. the fifth collide oh how i miss you my dearest darling i miss the clockwork the neon the networks oh these metropolises these these verdant desolate biomes oh the fun and games we have planned but always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success you will be tried Compromised, I repeat, we've been compromised. But do not despair. You will see the world. You will know planet Arcana. You will find all it takes is a friend. All it takes is perseverance. All it takes is a little sweat. All it takes is a key. This year's Collider's Got Aptitude is finally underway. A massive celebration and gathering of the Fifth Collide's most auspicious talent all in one place. The magnificent Paragarden, a vertical city built around a towering waterfall. Where Troponio Vega reveled in sin and pleasure but was similarly vibrant and intense, Paragarden presents itself as a city of dreams, vibrant in opportunity, intense in the chase. CGA is Paragarden's no- the Thurlushes, no. The Fifth Collide's biggest and most anticipated event. People arrive to partake in revelry and creative displays. Those who aren't talent are talent scouts. Folks who are neither, well, they come to consume. Everyone has their place here. For most people, right now that place is outside, watching the firework display. A cheer erupts from every tier of the layered city. Bottles pop, confetti explodes. The wind picks up and carries the noise and glitter to every corner of the city. Our protagonists find themselves not among the provincial firework gazers, but at one of the most exclusive parties in the city. Oh shit, I forgot to put the name in here. Fuck shit. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) I put a note to grab the whole name of the fucking party. (laughs) You don't have it memorized? No. Oh, wow. (laughs) 
our protagonists find themselves not among the provincial firework gazers, but at one of the most exclusive parties in the city. The VIP CGA Gala presents a VIP mingle-scapade extraordinaire for VIPs at Kaleidoscope in all its vibrance and intensity. CGA is underway, but right now, our protagonists have more pressing conversations to tend to. Celestine, when you parted Cake and Riot's company, you had taken a moment to scope out the party. But when the fireworks began, swept up in the excitement, you stepped out onto the streets to watch the countdown and enjoy the show. And as the fireworks begin to dim in intensity, though they do not seem to cease entirely, you turn to go back inside. This is when you spy Edict and Yeehaw, their cowboy hat-crowned heads bowed low, clearly engaged in some kind of intense whisper fight. Edict looks up, and spotting you, his gaze transforms into surprise and delight. He irritatedly shoos an equally irritated Yeehaw away, and waves at you pointedly. Uh, give Uncle Edict a wave and make my way over. My goodness, dear boy! Well, certainly was not expecting to see you here, but I am absolutely elated. I've been beside myself with worry, sitting by my pip night by night. What have you been up to? I'm surprised that you take the time to give me so much thought. I suppose I should be honored by that, Uncle Edict. Well, I must say that after our last encounter, I certainly have devoted quite a bit of energy to the uh, the request that you made of me. And... I definitely remember what that request was, but perhaps you could tell me it so that I know that you remember correctly. Of course, of course. How astute of you, my boy. We can't discuss such things in such illustrious company. Perhaps we could take a step away from the crowds and uh, have, a, have a chat about our last meeting. I would like nothing better. All right, so I think Edict escorts you slightly away, like, you know, not away from everybody, but enough that your conversation is assured to be more or less private. He stands before you, kind of waits for a second, and then he's like, well, do you have nothing to say about my outfit. In fact, I was going to say that you're carrying it off rather well. I I wouldn't have thought that the whole cowboy aesthetic would be your style, but uh, I can see that I was wrong indeed. You, uh, you, you, you wear the hat like a pro. Oh, thank you. I thought you might get a kick out of it. Some people certainly didn't. And he shoots a gaze <laughs> over Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> harumps over in the corner. <laughs> oh, don't pay him no mind there, Uncle Edict. All right, to the... To the matter at hand. Last time we met, you gave me an assignment. Do you recall? Let's say that I do, but go ahead and refresh me <laughs> okay, anyway. I'll, I'll refresh you out of character. You yeah, asked, please. You asked Edict about the creation point from your first memory. Ah, uh, yes, of course I did. That was in real world time, like what, over a year ago at this point? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. yes, it was in real world time. How dare you forget such an important I piece know, of story. I know, I'm a bad player and a bad bad boy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at first this was quite a task, though the illustration you provided did uh, ultimately illuminate what I believe to be the right location. Though there were others that I considered, and he takes out this like small agenda book and is flipping through these pages and he's drawn some like a rough map of the fifth collide and he points to a few locations that are sort of adjacent to a lake um one is by way away you know there's a couple of others and then finally his finger lands in the crown lands just sort of on the outskirts of crown city and he says i'm fairly confident 
This is the point that you saw from your vision. Now, does this location mean anything to you, my boy? I mean, DMs, does it does it jog anything? Um, it's nowhere that you have remembered ever going. Fair enough. No, no, Uncle Edict, I'm afraid that that, uh, at the moment anyway, doesn't ring a bell for me, but uh, I do appreciate you narrowing it down a bit for me. I don't suppose I could have that... Uh, that map that you've drawn. Well, you certainly can, my boy. I've been dying to give it to you. And let me just ask, in this vision from the star, did you get a sense of the importance of this place? The significance? Why you were shown that particular vision? It's all very, uh, very challenging to parse, as I'm sure you understand. Uh, the Arcana are rarely direct with their meaning, but I... I think it's important to my creation perhaps i know that my my maker was in this vision though i didn't i didn't get a good look at them i wasn't able to identify them um but uh it does seem that this place is significant to me that's very interesting and significant to your creation no less and yes i i do agree the visions from the icon are often inscrutable which is why i do believe that the icon have sent you to me. Oh, is that what you believe? Well, naturally. That they have sent me to you. Of course. What other explanation could there be? Maybe they sent you to me. I suppose that could be true, or perhaps it's a little of both. In any case, there is nothing really of note at this location, but there is some historical importance. Well, I would be interested to hear it. They say, they say that the region around this area, well, they say that it's cursed. Oh, Yes. Oh. In no small part due to the creation point that, well, that once was there. I'm sorry, the creation point is no longer there. No, there is no creation point at this location anymore. In fact, they have, for as long as memory can tell us, continually rebuilt this creation point. And continually, the creation point has been destroyed in various circumstances. When was the last time it was destroyed? Well, the one in most people's memory would be that it fell during the Tower Wars, famously. That was when they decided to essentially stop trying to rebuild. It, it was such a it was such a beacon of a horrible time for the Fifth Collide, you understand. There just wasn't a lot of a lot of public support to rebuild. However, a few years ago they were attempting another rebuild. It was privately funded, which was unusual. Uh, but the project ceased around the time of well, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the the accident at the Grate. I've heard about it, but I've been able to find very little detail on it. Yes, I'm afraid that's consistent with my own findings, unfortunately, but that's what I can tell you about that point. And it's, I find it very interesting that you find it significant to your creation when, to most others on the Fifth Collide, the significance of this place is, well, that of calamity, dear boy. Yes, I suppose that is interesting. Speaking of my creation, Uncle Edict, do you... Do you know of any way to... Well, it seems that... It seems that I am... <laughs> unregistered. I don't believe that my... Prints show up in the system, as they say. Come again? Well. Pulling away from Celestine and Edict's conversation, we turn our attention back to within the kaleidoscope itself, where while the atmosphere has been growing increasingly rambunctious as the festivities escalate, servers float about the room platters in hand, offering sparklers and flame to the guests. Among the noise now is the hissing of handheld sparks and delighted squeals. 
We hover near a table where a sparkler has lit someone's vivaciously hairsprayed quaff aflame, and a server dumps a bucket of ice water over them. Luckily, the champagne is flowing, and the table giggles it away. And we move onward to find Crater, Bonbon, bon, and Patricia. And just as a reminder, Crater, where we last left you, you had had some discussions about family uh, as well as lake houses. <laughs> right. Okay. And um, do you want a recap on like where he mentioned they have some lake houses? Yeah, please. Okay. He told you about a few lake houses that they have. They have one in the Phantom Isles. They have one near Way Away. And they have one in the Good on Wilds. Gotcha. Yeah, and then yeah. like I, I feel like Bonbon said that favorite of the bunch was the one in the Phantom Isles. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. I think the verbiage that he used was that the one in the Phantom Isles is one where like you go if you want the Diplos to be looking the other way to whatever you're up to. Oh. Yeah, he okay. kind of had like a different use case for each of them. Yeah, precisely. Gotcha. Oh goodness, look, night. I, I must apologize for my shock at being asked if I'm a maker. I, I feel like I was a little bit dismissive of your question, but to come back to the topic of families and offspring, well, mm-hmm. I would imagine the the experience is similar whether you're a human or an android or through whatever means you decide to have your family. I find it incredibly rewarding, and, and I feel that uh, there's validity to any family unit. I mean, just look at Patricia. Oh, <laughs> I think Patricia takes a long gaze into her champagne glass. <laughs> if it, you know, I, I know we're still getting to know each other, but if it's not too forward, do you care to share? I, I'm, I'm curious. I, I've, I've always been told I'm a good listener. If you need someone <laughs> to listen for you. Oh, night. Um, I certainly don't mind sharing. It's just that <laughs> I just, I, I miss, I, I, I miss my, my kids <laughs> so much. I haven't, it's been so long since I heard from <laughs> From little screeches. Oh, oh, I'm sure they're just fine. I know. Screeches? <laughs> I've never heard that name before. It's a wonderful name, isn't it? Yes. Is, is that is that your only your only child? Screeches? Y- yeah, screeches. Screeches is my only child, and um, well, we we actually only became um, you know, ch- child and guardian um a few years ago. Um, which is, you know, the, it's it's a different way of becoming a guardian and a parent that, like, like Bon Bon was saying, it's just um, it's just an alternative method, I suppose. Yeah, I I took guardianship of Screeches when um, when their their guardians were no longer um, able to. Oh, awful affair! <laughs> Truly, You've done them such good, and I feel that they've done you quite quite good too, haven't haven't they, Patricia? Oh, so good! I just. Screeches is the light of my life, but terribly sad what happened to them. Of course, it was very noble of you to step up in someone's time of need. I'm sure they're very thankful for you. (laughs) I'm sure they would be if they were here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's just a very late, late, late puberty thing that they're going through, Patricia. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I suppose. (laughs) How, how, how old is little Screeches? Screeches turned 18 this year. Oh, that's a tricky age, isn't it? (laughs) So tricky. (laughs) That's what I'm finding. (laughs) Luckily, they have Violetto along the side with them, and the two of them have grown up together. Yes, Violetto, they're best friends. Oh, luckily, Violetto has them. I'm sure these two have to be taking after you in in some way, right? They have to be musically inclined, as someone would say, right? I'm I'm surprised... 
No. Oh, no. You, you mistook me. I was making a flirtatious sound. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. 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 And if, if, I, if I remember how I was when I was 18, I wouldn't miss a party such as the CGAs, especially if that's, like, your thing. You know, so I'm surprised that they aren't here. <laughs> well, <laughs> he asked leadingly. <laughs> well, don't tell anybody, but uh, you might be pleased to know that certain arrangements have been made for certain offspring to attend a certain competition. <laughs> I see. It's a competition for me now. Hmm. <laughs> That's right. Well, don't worry. I'll be completely fair in my judgment. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you will be. <laughs> well then. Well, that's that's very exciting. You should be proud of yourself, Patricia. It's, that's Thank you. Fantastic. I am proud. And I'm very proud of Little Screeches, even though they've been off them. You know, I think they're trying to find some independence with Violetto and traveling around the world and I'm just glad that they're in the city it's with so us. hard yeah. though Patricia it's been so stressful over the past little while thinking of them out there all by themselves with only a whole bunch of money and a chaperone <laughs> <laughs> well you know everybody's gotta find themselves in their own way you know explore the world make some mistakes find their own little honey pot you know that everybody's gotta do it in their own time. I'm sure they'll come back to you eventually. Knight, you are so wise. My goodness. So wise. Every time we meet, I just feel so good. It must be the tie. It's definitely the tie. <laughs> now, who is your tie guy? Uh, I, I think more importantly, uh, I can hook you up with my ass guy and Crater will like turn around <laughs> and show the, the fucking <laughs> plumper than usual <laughs> he's got on Bonbon bon, like grabs Patricia's shoulder and like <laughs> like he's shook and he's like Patricia are you seeing oh. this ass I, I, I feel like I've seen an ass like that before oh my god it's absolutely magnificent oh. wait don't tell me. Oh, did you go to Dr. Dowell? That's it. Oh, nobody, nobody injects and tells. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, the doctor was, uh, the doctor was in, in a good way, if you know what I mean. Oh, isn't he always, and I just love this coquettish new look of yours with this gleaming plump blum. Blum. Blum, 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 blum. Oh. Oh, you know, Knight, if you're, um, if you find yourself backstage and you happen to see screeches, you know, they, they just don't want to be seen around their parent, and I get it, it's that age, but if you could just, just tell them that they're doing a good job, that would make me so happy. For sure. If I, run, if I run into them, I'll do nothing but lift them up for you. Don't worry. Yes, and, and please tell Violetto that to call his mother every now and then. I will. I'll keep that in mind. Well, I hope to run into you two again while we're here. And then maybe after CJ's, we we put together a little little lake house party for ourselves. Oh my god, a lake house party with night E4. <sighs> Why, that sounds like the perfect wind-down activity from CGA. What do you think, Patricia? Oh, absolutely. You know I love the lake houses. God, when was the last time we were there? Oh, don't you remember? And he leans forward and, like, whispers something into their ear and just says, like... <laughs> oh. You can't gossip in front of me. pictures of Caesars, remember? Oh. 
Oh, I do love a good Caesar. Oh, but unfortunately, sometimes a good Caesar doesn't love me. I'm talking asswise. (laughs) (laughs) Could get a little messy. Just a little. Oh, my God. I love how we're educating people outside of Canada on what a Caesar is, and at the same time, tying it very closely to diarrhea. Well, no, no, no. Okay, that's a pretty important distinction. I don't want the listeners to get confused. You don't drink a Caesar and get diarrhea from the Caesar. You're, you're drinking a Caesar because you're hungover already, and you're, you're, mm. trying, you're trying to lessen the blow of the diarrhea from the... The drank you had the night before. You get diarrhea from a hangover? No, but... I, like, <laughs> what? No, what? I mean, it might be from the clams, too. Yeah. I mean, for sure. And I'm sure if it's spicy enough, there's going to be some impact on the ass. Like, Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not an assless, impactless game. Jesus. <laughs> it's not a zero-sum ass impact. <laughs> Zero-ass footprint. <laughs> All right, we cut away. <laughs> And as we do, the room's aroma, it briefly becomes just a little more dank as a long-haired woman wearing Birkenstocks, a hoodie, oversized cargo pants, and a massive beanie makes her rounds, though she gives the impression that she could either take or leave this party. Most guests talk at her excitedly. We briefly hover nearby as a black-tied and tuxedoed couple say to her, Thank you for having us, Chillin' Dylan. You've outdone yourself again with this Chillin year's party. <laughs> oh and we move on from that little vignette and land finally on Riot and Cake, who are sitting at a table, Cake's hand covering Riot's and gazing at her with a very intense feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Riot Cake, I'm not sure we're we're on the right path here of what I meant to talk about. Oh, well, what did you mean to talk about? She grips your hand tighter. <laughs> um, well, I was about to suggest um sorry, can I just get my hand I need to wipe off my hand on my Oh, oh, oh. sorry. Sorry. I'm, uh, I'm so sorry. I no, got no, no, no. All good. All good. Uh, and Riot wipes her, her hands off on her soup. Uh, really sweaty. Um, I was more thinking, like, what if you took a stand against beefs at this party? Took a stand at beefs at this party? Yeah. Go on. What, what do you mean? Well, what if you looked him in the eye and told him how you really feel uh, and how he's been leaving you in the dust and how you're not going to take it anymore. Okay. So, okay. So what I'm hearing is that I should walk over to Beefs and I and I give him a piece of my mind and I say, Beefs, the lemon steak can't continue unless you give me more attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Tell him, tell him all of the things that you're missing. That your relationship used to have. I don't even know where to start with that. I mean, I, I, I'm so lucky to have, um, well, all the things that I do. I mean, we have such a great house and a, and a, and a beautiful son. But okay, Riot. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and do it. Yeah. And, yeah. And then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna come back. And you and I can just get out of here. I'll see what the night brings, but I'm right behind you. I'm right behind you right now. Watch it all take place. <laughs> she stands up 
the most confident look you've ever seen on anyone's face. And she looks at you as she stands up, winks, and then she starts to walk away. And as she's walking away, you sort of get intercepted by um, a server who approaches you. You see um, they approach and they're tall and angular with a sort of soft and gentle demeanor. Um, They have pin straight dark hair that flows in front of their right eye and in their other eye they have a colored contact that tints their iris a golden orange. They're wearing the same white button-up and black pants and vest attire as the other servers, but they managed to make their outfit look just a little bit more intentionally disheveled and edgy. And you see a name tag on them. It says ghost he they for pronouns. And they intercept you and approach you. Hi, sorry. Can I just, um, well, I was coming over here. It just kind of seemed like maybe you might be in an uncomfortable situation, but uh, uh, yeah. Was she bothering you? Um... No, I, no, no, I, you're right. It it was an uncomfortable situation, but I'm, I'm fine. Not like in a bad way. Sorry. Who are you? Um, well, they gesture to their name tag. You can call me ghost. Uh, look, to be honest with you, I, um, I'm working this event, but I'm not just a server. I'm actually, well, I mean, I'm looking to be an influencer. It's kind of embarrassing to say, but I, I haven't followed you for a long time. And I wondered if you wanted, I don't know, to get away from the crowds for a couple of seconds and just chill. Talk shop? Or... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Talk shop. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm trying to be cool here. You know, I am I need to be on the floor in general, but I, I don't see why I couldn't take a couple minutes to step aside. Oh, no problem. I know all of the little secret hiding holes around here. (laughs) And uh, he sort of takes you to this, like, the room has this, like, wall. You know those walls that kind of look like a pleated accordion and you can tell that it folds away? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he he walks up and just, like, cracks open the accordion at one of the seams. And you can see behind it, like, a server station. There's, like, some glasses and stuff like that. And they step inside and just, like, light up a cigarette and gesture around as in like home sweet home kind of thing this is nice isn't it like i like i like being around people but you know it gets a little much sometimes (laughs) yeah well i mean i get that but honestly like being at a party like this surrounded by i mean the type of people that i want to become one day Mm. what was it like for you at that at that stage of your career you know like Uh, how, how did you break through well i wasn't exactly doing things above board like yourself (laughs) so so kudos to you for that um yeah you're not gonna get arrested for anything you're doing here um and yeah I guess like I started taking the leap and and making money that wasn't nefarious uh and it was it was a big it was a big change like I didn't really know what to do with it at first but um you know it kind of like at sometimes it consumed me and then you know now it's kind of like a creative process and it, it you know it's my life and it's a funny thing but it 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 took that it does take a leap that's what everybody says right is the that that big leap from one chapter to the next is the the scariest part oh man i get that it is the scariest part but Man, that is just one leap that I'm really looking forward to taking. Yeah. I got to admit, it's, uh, I'm not necessarily living outside of nefarious means myself right now. Oh. 
Uh, you know, living in Paragarden, it's it's just kind of necessary to, well, to bind yourself to someone. And I'm going to have you roll a perception. Okay. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, that is 17. Okay, um, almost as though they want you to see it. He raises his arm and, like, runs it through his hair and you catch this bracelet that has like a charm on it that appears to be several links of a chain. Uh. Yeah, actually, <laughs> to be honest, I, uh, I'm not that fussed about it. I think everybody needs to bind themselves to someone, you know, give themselves up, become beholden, if you will, riot. <laughs> and <laughs> there has been a shift in Ghost's voice and a shift in their expression as well as a familiar presence seems to gaze back out at you from behind his lidded eyes. Riot, let's dispense with the formalities, shall we? What the actual fuck? is going on here. Look, I uh, I find my home in anyone who finds themselves bound. It's kind of my thing. But that's not what I'm here for today. I'm not here to... Look, Riot, I made you an offer. You refused. You're shutting me down. You're not responding to my temptations. You're not responding to my threats. What can I do to have you? What do you want? from me. I mean, for a start, you can stop threatening me and being the devil. Like, come on. Like, that's like an absolute no-no. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't help what I am, Riot. Yeah, but you could be a little less, I don't know, like uh, traditionally evil about it. The goat? Also, why did you choose this like super hot person to lead me on for this? I was very excited, so I'm kind of pissed right now, to be honest. Look, I'm not the one who makes the decisions to bind themselves to others, or at least I'm not always the cause of that decision, but it leaves a door open. And, uh, well, this hot little Vlad follower here was a perfect doorway. Vlad follower. Okay, you know, bullet dodged. <laughs> yes. And so you thanks. recall the uh, the link of chains as, as Vlad's, yeah. like, uh symbol, but the devil kind of takes a drag of ghost cigarette and pauses reflectively for a moment. It's just like, look, I can, I can agree that my methods have been a little disagreeable, but I was upset and I feel things very strongly in the moment. And what I'm feeling right now is just a strong desire for you, Riot. What can I give you? I can stop threatening you. We can agree on that, okay? Yeah, that sounds great, for starters. What can I do to prove myself? Uh, you could kill Lux for me, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I love it when you swing big like that, Riot. It's one of the things I love most about you. Well, he told me to tell you what you wanted, and that's what I want, so what are you going to do about it? Look, I, uh, I have no love for Lux. But I can't undo bondage. It's against my nature, and Lux being one of my most prolific examples of success in bondage, well, even if I wanted to, I simply cannot. You understand? However... Another puff of the cigarette. How about this, Riot? I can't give this to you. 
being bound as you are, but I can give someone you trust an edge against Lux when the time comes. Something in the region of, uh, well, let's just say this. I can tell them something true about Lux. You mean his name? That's a bingo, Riot. Remind me what I need to give you in return. Just your trust and devotion, Riot. But what I'll need in return is for you to pick now who I will give this to at the right moment. Give it to Celestine. It is done. And Ghost slash the devil holds its hand out for you. And I take it. There is a rush of pins and needles. Not the kind of when you're falling asleep, but the kind of when like a low level static energy is traveling up your arm warming your chest and a momentary feeling of temptation fills you and is gone as this happens the folding curtain suddenly snaps open (laughs) and surprising even the devil who takes a step backwards before you you see a very old person a very old human at least in their 170s They are wearing the exact same ruffles and lace as when you first met them. And they shuffle about the room using a cane. And they say, I'm going to get up into your vodka crin. Uh, lozenge. (laughs) Surprised you remember that, to be honest. Uh... (laughs) And they kind of push you out of the way and, like, get between you and Ghost and just, like, shoo Ghost away. And Ghost kind of seems to snap back to themselves. And they're like, whoa, hey, oh, God, okay, I'll leave her alone. Hey, sorry, Riot, uh, here's my pip number, like, throws it at you over Lozenge's shoulder, and Lozenge's like, I'm going to dance with the devil. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Ghost picks up their tray, and and off he goes into the party again, looking kind of like like they just snapped out of a bit of a reverie. And uh, Lozenge puts a hand on your shoulder and is just like, I can't say I know what you're saying. <laughs> oh, Are you okay? Do you want like a, some water? Uh, yes. Okay, cool. Let's get you some water. How's it going? How's it going? I'm going to go over. I feel like there's a little table with some water. Yeah. Um, what did you say there? You said something about d- dancing with the devil. They shake their head at you and go, and they shake a finger in your face as if to chastise you. Yeah, I feel chided. Uh, listen, we, we all do things we sometimes don't want to do in order to live our lives, no? Uh, you're not going to tell anybody, are you? Snitching. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Stitches, am I right? And they offer you a lozenge. Hell yeah, I'm taking a lozenge. It's like a very salty licorice flavor. Oh, no. Yucky. Uh, thank you. Is it? This is uh, not medicated, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lozenge, you're kind of my 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 boy. I deeply need to see a scene between Lozenge and Old Fuck. 
This, oh. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. The two most powerful characters Sexy. in our canon, as far as yeah. I can tell. Hey, Riot, roll me a fucking another perception. Alrighty. It's a big one. Ooh, I got a good one. That's 23. Oh my oh. god. Okay, yeah. Okay, so in the jostling of all, you know, they're shaking their fingers, they're offering you a lozenge. When they put the lozenge thing back into like what looks like a, an inner flap of their ruffled coat, you see a picture, like the edge of a picture sticking out of where they slip their lozenges. Hmm. Do I see what's on the picture? You can see it is a picture, but you can't quite see what it is. Oh. It looks quite aged. Lozenge. Is that... Sorry, I I love seeing family photos. And Is that a family photo you have? Lozenge kind of like gestures to the picture and like to make sure that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one. Okay. And they... <laughs> They pull it out and kind of like press it to their chest for a moment and then put a finger to their lips as if to say like, this is between us. Mm, And they lean over and give you a little peek of the picture. And while they still look old as fuck in this picture, something about (laughs) their posture seems a little bit less old. (laughs) But interestingly, the person they're with looks exactly as they did when you saw them. Just as old and fucky as they presumably have been since the beginning of their existence. (laughs) That's old Fox Warrington. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. How do you know old Fox Warrington? And they launch into like a really, really long, unintelligible um answer that wow they just run the gamut of emotions they're laughing they're crying they're (laughs) sighing and after like a good five to ten minutes uh they just they go like and shake their head so were you workplace acquaintances (laughs) (laughs) they look at you like they put their arms out as if they're like yeah i just fucking told you okay yeah so to your lovers then they blush (laughs) i love that for you (laughs) do you want to see them again they get a far off look in their face (laughs) (laughs) it's unclear from their answer how they feel about that prospect because i mean no pressure but like I feel like that can be arranged. They seem curious. <laughs> we met this person. <laughs> they like they like push your shoulder in surprise. Yeah, I had to do something with their toes. I can't remember. It was all very blurry, but um, yeah, I, f- I don't know. I feel like that could happen if that's something on your mind. I like you. I feel like we're having a good time. I feel like we could hang out some more and, and, and if that's if that's fulfilling to your life to see this person again i don't know i'd be down to help and they seem reflective and then <laughs> finally they go back into that same pocket they, they tuck the picture away and they pull out a business card and hand it to you and it just says lozenge under that money bags under that a pip number awesome I, yeah i'll uh i'll keep in touch this was really nice like surprisingly nice like i'm you're 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 pretty cool they seem to have fallen asleep 
Honestly, I wish most of my interactions ended like this. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna like I'm gonna like uh, just fix their ruffles around their their body so that they they're Aww. warm, uh, and I'm gonna leave them in in the dark room, kind of so they can have a little nap. <laughs> That's so nice. That is very nice. That was wholesome. That was amazing. It was. I would love to give this person a fucking a rat to see if their speech is perfect afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave them in the dark room, and on my way out, I'm gonna make sure to stop by a server, maybe like two of them who are like talking about drinks, and just be like, just so you know, uh, lozenge themselves is is back there. They're just having a nap. Just maybe maybe check in on them in the next half an hour or so, just so they don't get locked in there or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, absolutely! Thanks, Riot. I love yeah. you. Oh, love you. <laughs> we pull back from the accordioned curtain back into the party schmoozing is the name of the game tonight and few guests have as many people fawning over them as lux booker the curationist he is ever in rapt conversation with one group or another people ensure he gets the first appetizer on the platter the first top-up of booze we hover near a conversation lux is leading momentarily the topic his most revered clients we hear teaspoon and riot's name and his interlocutors are dazzled as we pull back and land again on crater bonbon and patricia well speaking of cga i don't suppose you could give me a little taste of what i can expect from you during the festivities can you unite just a little uh <laughs> see here here's the thing um i haven't i haven't wrote it yet um you know oh. yeah i yeah i'm i'm what they call uh what's the word for it a, a virtuoso uh, of sorts <laughs> or my 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 best work comes last minute so um <laughs> so i have to ask then what did you do for your audition my audition um i rapped <laughs> Well, can we have a taste of that? Can we have a little taste? Yeah. Well, give us a oh, little rap. Oh, I never do the same song twice. Oh. Well, give us a new oh. one. Maybe. Yeah. Just a taste. Just one. A little freestyle. A little verse. Come on. I, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> take your time. Fuck it. Why did I say that? Uh, <laughs> that's thing. Um, uh, shit. <laughs> uh, oh. My name's 94 and I'm here to say... <laughs> I, it was taking everything in my power not to say my name is Crater and I'm here to say oh. it does work uh, better than 94 my name is 94 and I'm here to say <laughs> you're you're the dragon I'm about to slay get out of the oh. way oh. I'll feed you to the face whoa, whoa. Oh, my god to the face any day you like night my Whoa. goodness a little violent a little dangerous oh uh, no. you know you know like they always say <laughs> sex sells but like i i think i think a little bit of danger in music is good once in a while oh i completely agree oh, i completely agree too oh boy is bonbon going to give somebody else aside from violetto points and think i might have to <laughs> oh. around this time um <laughs> thank you Crater, you see, you spot a familiar figure um, approaching the conversation. Uh, she looks pretty confident, cocky even, as she walks up. And she looks like she's, uh, she just looks like she's got something to prove as she walks up to you. You see Bardera approach. Oh, well, fuck. if it isn't Bonbon and Patricia. <laughs> oh, 
Artura, fantastic. <laughs> well, congratulations, you two, on being judges this year. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> five years in a row. Well, you'll never guess what just happened to me. What? <laughs> I was just asked, nay, begged, to be onboarded to a new agent. You'll never guess who, guess who. God, I don't know, 94? Who? Huh? I thought you were an agent. Didn't we talk about that? I am, I am an agent, yes. Uh, <laughs> always looking for new clientele. Well, sorry to tell you, 94, but I am a newly minted client of none other than Lux Booker. Hmm. Oh, you've been chasing that phone for years, Bartera. More like he's been chasing me and we only finally agreed. <laughs> It, hmm. have, you, have you put pen to paper yet? Well, of course. Hmm. Well, good, good, good luck. Good luck with him. What do you mean? I don't know. Word, <laughs> word spreads. Just, just be careful. So. Don't tell me that word spreads and don't elaborate. <laughs> I, 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 I may have spoken out of turn. It was, uh, what are they saying about Bardera? Oh. It, it, it's no one's talking about you i mean I, I mean everybody's of course everybody's talking about you but not that's not what i was talking fuck that's not what i was talking about um just 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 be careful i don't know we've heard some things that lux maybe takes advantage of a client or two i just don't want the same fate for you you know Ooh, whoa Roll me persuasion yeah i should not have fucking said that with advantage <laughs> with advantage we all still yeah. have enhance ability on mm-hmm. persuasion you say persuasion um <laughs> fucking 14 mm. oh sounds like someone's a little jealous you think you can just tell me to leave my new agent well you can't don't bring around a cloud to rain on my new agent <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. that was really good <laughs> uh, yeah you're right hey if you ever change your mind my pip is always open Give me a call. Do you have a card? <laughs> no. <laughs> bon Bon's like, ooh, I love your style. Mysterious. The, the, the people who need to contact me already have my contacts. So, oh, ooh, that makes me want to give you my number so bad, uh, Knight. I, w- I wouldn't take it even if you begged. Oh, Knight, nice. <laughs> someday I'll get you to take it. Yeah. Maybe you should be our agent. Berter is like, wait a second, I want to give you my number two. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, there's, there's, only, there's only so much storage left on my pip. I don't know if I can fit all three of your numbers on this thing. If you're picking between me and Patricia, just know that I was first in our class at Paywall Prep's Fouliard program. Oh, yeah. And look how far that's gotten you in your career. <laughs> that's rich coming from third in the class. Oh, my. <laughs> all right. <laughs> If y'all want to give your contact information, I can make an exception. I, oh. I, I've, I've had a, I've had a few sleezers today. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I'm, I want to break some rules. You know. <laughs> I think they all clamber to, yeah. to give you their numbers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. That. Listen up. Six is a ten is leaving. <laughs> What? <laughs> and as she walks away, Patricia just turns back to you and she's just like, sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. well? All right. Listen, Knight, one more thing. If you're going to be backstage during CGA, you're probably going to see Violetta on screeches before even I can. And, well, maybe you can be a little ear on the inside for old Bonbon. What do you think? Well, I've, I would be happy to. What what do you need from me? Well, it's not much. I just, I kind of want an inside scoop on this new 
boyfriend, bandmate. I, I don't have a lot of information, but anyway, his name is Vlad. Oh. And apparently they've been on a bit of a spending spree. They recently messaged me and asked for way more money than usual. Now I need to hide that expense from his mirror. But um, <laughs> that's between us. <laughs> oh, I, I know all about that, you know. Uh, Vlad, you say. That's interesting. Is it? I feel like I've heard of, of a Vlad here in Paragard. Like, it can't be the same one, though. I mean, how Maybe. many Vlads? I mean, I know several, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dozens, even. Yeah. I don't think I've yeah. ever heard of a Vlad. You've never heard of a Vlad, Patricia? I don't think I've ever met one, no. <laughs> I had a boyfriend named Vlad back at Paywall Prep. Mm. Oh, I do remember him. Don't yes, you remember, yes, of course. Don't you remember yes, Vlad? Yes, yes. That's right. <laughs> he was Ms. nice. Mera hated him. <laughs> That's right, too. Did did this Vlad play an instrument? Well, not the kind you're thinking of. You know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Anyway, just give me the vibes. You know, I'm, if this person's mm-hmm. going to be traveling with Fiolette and Screeches, well, you know I worry. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can keep an eye out for you. Oh, thank night. you. Thank you. So glad to meet up and so glad to see you again. You as well. Uh, I, I hope that you judge us fairly favorably uh, well, during the CGAs, if you know what I mean. You know, I always feel favorable towards you, Knight. Oh, of course. Well, I look forward to running into you two at a, another party some other time and we can catch up again. Oh, until the next one. Okay. And I'm going to run to the bathroom and puke my brains out. <laughs> Kaleidoscope is riding high on good times. People giggle, clink their glasses and chat, carousing the night away. Amidst the merriment, two people face each other at the bar, generating a black hole of bad vibes. Beefs and cake are (laughs) in quiet but intense conversation, heedless of those who dance and spill champagne all around them. We hover near them for a brief moment as their discussion devolves into bitterly cast glances. Then, Cake murmurs something that shocks Beefs. He sputters, straightens up, and leaves the party. Cake orders another cloudy whiskey sour. And we pull back, we go past, we exit the front door and around a couple of corners to find Celestine and Edict once more. It seems that I am unregistered. What 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 do you mean by that, my boy? Celestine uh, is losing his patience with trying to <laughs> to to keep up the like the friendly facade of this conversation. Um, is there is there a way that we can get some more privacy? Can we go like into a into a separate room behind a behind a door or something else like that? You're outside of Kaleidoscope right now. You like never came in after the fireworks, so you're kind of let's say tucked away like around the side of kaleidoscope um you can if you ask him to go to an even more private location i'm sure that he would oblige so it's up to you look this is a sensitive matter of course so could we maybe just step away from the party a little farther well certainly of course i understand entirely and just out of curiosity you were traveling under a false identity last time how should i address you my boy steve the name is steve I see. Well, of course, Steve, we can find an even more private place. And perhaps, you know, another couple of buildings away, you tuck yourselves between a bush and a wall. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to position myself so that I'm kind of blocking an exit. I want to corner him. Understood. So, Uncle Edict, what can you tell me? about how to find your maker if you are unregistered. And so I'm to understand that 
Your maker never registered you when you were built, Steve. I guess not. I don't know. I don't know what happened to me the last couple of years. He furrows his brows and he's just kind of like gazing at you in this. It's almost like there's a realization trying to come, but it doesn't quite happen. And he goes, that is very curious. Well, as a specter, I must condemn any, any unsanctioned parts, any unsanctioned building. There are rules for a reason, though I know you can't help your origins. Uh, Off-grid makers have been the bane of the specters for many years, and if if you're looking for your maker, well, most off-grid makers end up in the good on wilds, they say, which is, of course, outside of the influence of the specters and the deeplos. Well, that is interesting. And tell me, Uncle Edict, as a specter, how do you feel about young androids having rat? He's a little bit surprised at you for a second, because I don't think this was discussed between the two of you before. No, not at all. Mm -mm. Yeah, so he's definitely, certainly taken aback. And he's like, I, well, uh, I suppose you heard about the court case then. What I've heard, Edict, is that you are the one responsible for ordering that rat be given to young androids at creation points. Well, if that's what you've heard, then I'm sure that you've also heard that I've been cleared of all charges... Uh, as of yes, uh, and I've also heard that you and that idiot meathead beefs impartial have some sort of arrangement. I've heard plenty of things uh, since we last met. Now it's time to come clean, you old son of a bitch. Steve, 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 what is the meaning of this? I how how you what? I thought that we were friends. We are not friends. Let me be very clear. We are not friends. The Arcana has assured me that we are on the same side. I'm quite certain of it now, and I'm quite certain I know which Arcana the voice that I've been hearing is, and I'm, I'm quite certain that you've been hearing the same one. How, 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 how is it possible that you, are, you believe yourself to be my enemy after all we've been through? I cannot imagine being on the same side as anyone who is going to give drugs to underage androids. Now look here, see here, this is not a confession. This is not an admission. I don't but, need your confession. I know I, what I know. Now, see here, Steve. See here. If I were to provide rat to young androids, and that is not an admission, but if I were, I would uh, ensure that they were not taking it until they were of age. You mean at the end of the year? Now, what? Now, who? What? what? Where have you been getting this information? And that's, that is not an admission. Edict, you can't possibly be everywhere at once. So even if your intentions are religious and you think they are noble, you can't prevent what happens with that rat once the young androids get it in their hands. This is so deeply irresponsible of you. Now, see here, you... You have no idea the machinations of the Arcana. You have no idea. Oh, you know, I think I do have some idea, Edict, because I am constantly being pulled in one direction or another by the goddamn Arcana. And now what does it tell you, young Celestine, that the same Arcana that has been pulling you has been pulling me? And which Arcana might that be? Why, the star, of course. And how can you be sure that it's the star? Because, Edict, I'm not entirely sure that the Arcana are talking to you. I'm not entirely sure that you're not just high on rat half the time. I believe 
This with certainty, Celestine. There is nothing I can do to prove it to you, but all I can say is that over time of using rat and of hearing the voices, the, a certain understanding has come upon me. It, where once it was unclear, it, the name now jumps out at me clearly every time I interact with it, either through rat or, or through my dreams. And, and I happen to know that you've had a similar experience. And in fact, uh, uh, how can I prove myself to you, Celestine? What is the so-called star telling you then? The star is telling me that our aim aligns, my aim aligns with what it wants. That is some vague bullshit, Edict. Well, that is the... What is happening at the end of the year? What is your aim then? Why, it it will be a a point of moment of unity as the end of the year always is a moment of of of, of reuniting of, of friends and family of a moment of spiritual significance of higher connectivity to the arcana why it's perhaps the moment the most potent with significance and meaning and potential of the entire year and what do you expect to be the outcome of this and of all the young androids taking rat at that time man roll me persuasion at disadvantage because you pissed him off. Well, I'm going to roll straight <laughs> because I'm still uh, under my okay. enhanceability. Under the influence. 18 plus... Ooh. Uh, da, 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 one. 19. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. That's pretty good. I will say that you have certainly given the impression of like not being on board with this. You're going to get the best, like one of the better answers that you can get with that in mind. And Edict regards you and goes, Celestine, if I tell you my purpose. I need a guarantee that you will not attempt to stop me. <laughs> if you tell me your purpose and I decide that you're being honest with me, then you have my guarantee that I will seriously consider not ending your miserable life. Celestine, Steve, my, for goodness sake. Oh, genius is always misunderstood in that time. <laughs> he takes a deep breath, <laughs> pinches his nose, and goes... Celestine, my purpose is and has always been to bring all of life closer to the Arcana, to hear their voices clearly, to understand their will, to know why the paths they have set out for us cause pain and joy, to understand the purpose of a beginning and an end, a death, a birth. That is what I want. And how is giving drugs to a bunch of kids gonna gonna god dang it that makes no sense edict now see here that the, the, the children and this is not admission <laughs> children should not be taking any drugs and what will they do with them at the end of the year then it 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 is it is part of the greater purpose that i just described and look i'm that is what i can tell you without jeopardizing everything i have been working for for the past my entire career now celestine is somebody who as somebody who lacks connection to something that you wish to be connected to, I thought you would understand. I thought you would understand that the, the, having heard the star, having heard the message of hope, of, of faith, the star assured me that you have been open to its messages. I have been open to the star's messages because the star has helped me and the star has offered a path toward reunion with people that I lost. But I would not do this. I would not follow that path if it meant hurting innocent people. Well, you and I have a very different definition of what it is to hurt a person. I would never cause a person harm intentionally, and I never have. 
No, you just don't really care whether or not it causes somebody harm. You don't intend it, but you don't think about it either, do you? Because you're just... I say, I think I am starting to see, Celestine, that you and I perhaps are not friends the way I thought I was, indeed. No, Edict, it seems that we are not friends. Where does that leave me? You are favored and blessed of the star, my most precious arcana. What are we to do? Well... I would advise, for your own sake, you do as little as possible, and you stay the hell out of my way and my friend's way. We have some things to do, and maybe when this is all done, you and I can sit down and have a little chat about the star and what it means to follow the star's path and how you help people, because I don't think that you understand or care about helping people. I think your goals are selfish. And what are your goals? Hmm? I've been hearing whispers of certain activities that you and your companions have been up to. Certainly doesn't seem as though no one has gotten out unscathed, now does it? And what have you heard? I don't think that is something I'm willing to discuss now, Celestine. I hope you understand. I think at this point you hear a voice behind you just going, Edict? Edict, where the hell are you? Yes. Oh, for goodness sake, Yeehaw, haven't we had enough of each other for the night? <laughs> Yeehaw turns the corner and is just like, what the hell are you doing back here? None of your business. Well, Uncle Edict, it looks like our conversation has come to a natural conclusion. I thank you for your time. And I put my hand out to shake his hand. I will say howdy to you and good night. And I, as he shakes my <laughs> hand, I pull him in and I say, your hat looks absolutely stupid. You're not pulling it off at all. <laughs> and I spit on the ground and walk away. Oh my God. He put oh. his hand to his mouth like delicately like he could never have fathomed what you just said and that he just like turns around several jewels falling off his outfit and just huffs huffs around the corner leaving a very confused yeehaw <laughs> yeehaw spits on the ground when you do almost his <laughs> reflex i tip my hat mr mcgraw uh young cowboy <laughs> things are in full swing they've been escalating all night as all of you have noticed um it's reaching that zenith point where things are just starting to get on the verge of perhaps going a little over the top when all of a sudden a glass falls from the ceiling and shatters at the feet of none other than chill and dylan everybody looks up to where a massive chandelier is installed and standing atop it a man <laughs> A legend. Haha, you imbeciles have underestimated the grand poise of Rob Dylan for the final time, if you will. <laughs> Merrymakers and revelers of sorts, my lords, my royals, my ladies, may I humbly present my finest thievery to date. Marvel at my sublime skullduggery as your chandelier. And the lights go out. Doth disappear. <laughs> and the lights come on again. And somehow, in that fraction of an instant, the entire chandelier has completely vanished. What? And there's absolute chaos, chillin' Dylan, like, in a very uncharacteristically unchill moment like is yelling and pointing at staff to like go go get him get the chandelier i knew he'd make a move <laughs> <laughs> uh come in and have a seat at my tarot table this is beast taroporium and I am Taro B. Hello, Taro B. Um, I, I, I don't know if I've come to the right place, but I was hoping that you could look into the cards and tell me about a good way that I could spend a little bit of my disposable income every month. Let fate guide your wallet. All right, let's draw your first card. <gasps> what is it? 
Is it bad? Perhaps the best card in all of the tarot deck is the Planet Arcana card, which represents a mysterious podcast full of androids, humans, and a great mystery. That sounds amazing. You'd like to delve deeper? Oh, please. Of course, of course, but heed my warning. Once you delve deeper, you'll meet the keeper. Okay, second card. (gasps) What is it? It is the Knight of Swords. Add free episodes. One day early access to episodes. But what if I was feeling even bolder? Look, I don't draw third cards very often. And I must warn you that things could get extremely funky if I do so. Would you like to proceed? Funk me up, please. (gasps) What is it? The third card that I have drawn is the Queen of Pentacles. Tell me everything about it. You will also have access to the secret knowledge of Recharge. Recharge? What is this? Recharge is a very secretive additional show. On Recharge, the Planet Arcana crew will share all of the most personal details of their fears, their dreams, their likes, their dislikes. Yes, yes, this, this is for me. How much is this? The Queen of Pentacles asks for a mere $10 a month contribution. That's it. Where can I do this? All you must do is go to patreon.com slash planet arcana and all secrets will be revealed i'm headed there right now right away go find your destiny at patreon.com slash planet arcana leave them a review leave them a rating on spotify or your favorite podcast provider go i'll do this and more i'll tell my friends i'll tell my neighbors i'll tell everyone that i know about patreon.com slash planet arcana go young man fulfill your destiny Thank you so much. (laughs) As the initial chaos of Rob Dylan's appearance subsides, the mood gets kind of awkward. Um, The thing about chandelier theft is that it really puts a damper on a party. Uh, Lighting is everything. And uh, knowing this, many of the VIPs begin to leave Kaleidoscope, much to Chill and Dylan's dismay. Though it is, you know, well into the night at this point. You scan the crowd for Bark, the three of you, as you kind of piece your way through the crowd and back together, and you spot him easily. Uh, He prances excitedly towards you. His tie is undone now. Um, There are lipstick marks all over his fur, and (laughs) somehow he's like acquired a striped shirt that he's wearing unbuttoned. (laughs) It drags (laughs) on the ground. Um, So reunited with Bark uh, and clearly understanding that the party is ending. Uh, You join the crowd as it files out of the venue. But another party awaits all of you. It's late in the night, and the streets of Paragarden are filled with celebratious citizens and street performers. Among the crowds, you spot a a group of mismatched musicians and dancers hosting an impromptu concert. In another direction, a stilt walker dressed as a daddy palm legs towers above people as it takes delicate steps through the crowd. There are even multiple cosplayers about, dressed up as the likes of Teaspoon, Bon Bon, Patricia, and of course, Riot. (laughs) Cool. And... Amidst the music, the din of the crowd, the pop of fireworks being set off from rooftops, suddenly Bark stiffens in his tracks. His ears perk up and his gaze snaps back behind him toward the waterfall. He whines and before you can stop him, he's off, galloping at a pace you've never seen him gallop before, barking as he goes. Barks? Barks? What is he, boy? Barks! What is up with him? Do you have to pee? We're already outside. <laughs> he is heedless of you, just is like running through the crowds. Has okay. like obviously has a very like he's got a destination. I'm gonna run after Barks 
And as I do, I want to cast speak with animals on myself. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll just yell out, bark, what is it? Oh, bother. I can't. Where's it coming from? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, golly. Oh, golly. Golly. Gosh, gumptious. Oh, where's it coming from? What is it, bark? What are you looking for? (laughs) Though you can understand what barks is barking back at you, he doesn't seem to have the capacity to listen to you right now. He is single-mindedly pursuing whatever it is he's after. All right. Well, I am. I'm following the his uh, the the sounds of his mumblings as i oh dear yeah. oh dear it's just awful oh where's it oh dear where's it coming from oh no golly oh i shouldn't have had so many champagnes <laughs> so riot and crater you see bark take off and then you see celestine take off and start barking <laughs> uh should we follow suit fuck do you want to that seems like a whole thing on- <laughs> uh, i mean minus the barking i guess you don't have to bark. Uh, let's, let's go see where they're going sure <laughs> So you all follow the sound of Barks and Celestine's barking as they take you around corners and into a narrow lane that skirts the edge of a cliff wall until it leads you into a large crack in the stone. Through it, you can see dim blue light and hear the rushing of the waterfall. Entering the crack, you discover a cavern, and spy several smaller passages carving their way both up and down the length of the waterfall. Despite the branching paths, you can hear Bark's whines clearly coming from directly ahead of you into a larger chamber where dim blue light dances along the stone walls and reflected through the waterfall. There, atop of glimmering pile of debris, Beefs stands. He lowers a dog whistle from his lips and smirks. Nothing personal, Bark. Well, well, well. And so it comes to this. What the actual fuck? weren't expecting me, were you? Yeah, not really. Let me tell you. Halt halt right now. I have something prepared. Just hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking halt these nuts. And he like checks a a, like napkin that he's written on. (laughs) I am a poised man. Stoic. Unflusterable. I bear the hush now, quiet. I mean it. Let him let him have his piece. I'm actually Stop really it. curious oh. as to what he's gonna say here. <laughs> Celestine lights up a joint. Are we done? <laughs> Go on. Great, great, real respect. Do you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna, gonna barrel through this. Oh, by all means. No, go on, go on. Go on. We're really yeah, Would you like some? Stoic, unflusterable. <laughs> I bear the weight of the world on my strong bovine shoulders. <laughs> My son, a budding genius. My wife, admired by all. I enjoy good standing with some of the biggest, most powerful names in Paragarden. But you, do you three, and especially you, Steve, show me any respect? <laughs> Look, nope. it all halts here and now. It's not about the ring anymore. It's not about the documents. It is about justice. And so I ask you, and he looks really proud of this next line. <laughs> who is the walrus in the dryer now? <laughs> uh, roll initiative, please. Oh, Fuck yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Roll initiative. Holy fuck. I love this so much. We're going to fucking destroy this little cupcake. (laughs) 
I was not um, expecting this. Just as an aside, I think Bark is like whimpering in the corner, going oh. like, "Oh, trouble! Oh, oh trouble! Trouble! Oh, geez, sorry, sorry, trouble! Bad time! Oh, oh golly! Man. Oh, golly! <laughs> All right, have you with those initiatives? <laughs> I'm a seven. Okay, a fourteen for Crater. Ten for Celestine. <laughs> Fantastic. <Yes>. Middling. Middling. <laughs> yeah, you bet. You want to roll initiative their beefs also? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's 12. <laughs> All right, Crater, you are first up in this cavern, and Beef stands atop the, the debris, having just given a substantial monologue. What would you like to do? I mean, um... Am I going to waste a rage on this? Like, <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know what to do. All right. I'll, I'll step up a little bit here, I guess. Let's fucking destroy this Fuck yeah. douche. Okay. This, this is this is a little meta here, but we didn't have a chance. To, mm. Like, I should we... Should, is this a good idea to fight this fucker? <laughs> like, we have to survive in Paragarden for at least, like, a week longer than... Like a week more than now. So it's Yeah, if we kill the Diplo chief, like that's not a good vibe. <laughs> well, I mean killing is one thing, but maybe teaching him a lesson is another. I I I think that beefs could use to be taken down a peg, and I mean he has conveniently provided us a very secluded location with no witnesses, right, Bark? Oh no, trouble. Oh bad trouble, bad noise, no no. Oh he seems a little too distracted to contribute meaningfully. <laughs> In reality, He's like, <laughs> okay. Uh, according to our our map here, I am uh, ninety feet away from beefs. I think just to like scare him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna move my full fifty feet, and then I'm gonna use a dash action, <laughs> and then just get right up into his grill. So Whoa. like, critter's a hundred feet away, and then all of a sudden, dude, like in a snap of a finger, he's like in his face, towering over beefs. So I'm, I'm assuming Whoa. I'm bigger than he is. <laughs> You're probably about the same because he's a big square guy. He's a big square. Wait, critter's like nine feet tall though. Critter is. Uh, I wrote it down, seven foot six. Oh, okay, yeah. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> I think Beef, like, flails his arms a bit as you just, like, rush towards him and then tries to act like like he, he didn't shake him at all. I think I'll just, like, lean in real close, like my nose is, like, almost touching his, and then I'm just gonna jump into a rage. Just, Fuck like, yeah. staring into his eyes. Fuck yeah. Whoa. What version of rage is this for you? Yeah. Oh, what's the scariest? <laughs> I'm gonna do my Pez jaw. So like, so I I jump into a rage, and you can you can see my eyes like the red lights turn on, and then you can feel the warmth at his face, like it maybe singes his nose a little bit, and then all of a sudden my my head starts like moving up and down, up and down, up and down. It looks like I'm clanking. There's like steam coming out of my ears and shit. Like it's a sight to behold. My God, that's a sight to behold. I mean, (laughs) I've seen it all. With the end of Crater's turn, that will bring us to Beefs. I think actually Beefs just kind of having been a little bit embarrassed by being like momentarily afraid of Crater, well, still afraid of Crater and trying to hide it, is gonna like plant his feet defiantly. He's not gonna fucking move an inch. He stands erect. He halts in place. You see every vein in his square neck start to bulge. His jowls quiver, his muscles flexing. His hair stands on end as though from static electricity. He looks intensely at you. Something is happening. That's going to be Beef's turn for me. What? Oh. What the fuck is going on? Interesting. All right. Beef's charges up. (laughs) That will bring us to Celestine. All right. Um, Okay. Well, I can't do everything I want, but 
Okay. Ain't that the way. <laughs> Ain't that the way. Uh, Crater's just rushed up and, and, and put himself right in front of Beefs, and <laughs> Beefs looks like he's trying to do something. Celestine has been looking forward to the opportunity to, to, to take Beefs down a peg for a while, and I think I have the right way to do it. Um, so first, as a bonus action, I am going to go into uh, my wild shape, but I'm going to wild shape into something that I've never wild shaped into before, which is my magician form. Oh. The constellation of the magician surrounds Celestine in kind of a, I think, like bright purpley, flickering, opalescent kind of light. And I'm going to move forward 25 feet, my, my movement. Into the cavern. Into the cavern. But... As I move forward, I'm rising a bit off the ground because I now have a fly speed of 20 feet and can hover. Cool, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and from this position, I will cast Confusion on Beefs, taking a, uh, a a tip from my from my star sprites. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw, Beefs. I'm sure you're great at it. Oh, what's the save? DC 19. Okay. I mean, that's just fine. Well, by all means. <laughs> It's a three. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. All right. Well, we'll see what happens on your next turn. You'll have to. You'll have to roll oh, to see what you do. What, what was that? Wait. What was that? What's wrong, beefs? Are you Are you feeling a little flustered? What did you? Are you finding it a little hard to concentrate? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Anything else on your turn, Celestine? No, that is perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And that will bring us to Riot. Okay, uh, so first off, I'm going to use my bonus action to dash uh, right up. Sick. Two beefs near Crater. Nice. Uh, I'm going to spin my arm so that the gun comes out and it, and it tears the... <sighs> The sleeve of my suit in the process. I wasn't. Oh, I didn't get. The person didn't anticipate this, so you know I do rip my. But that's okay. That's okay. I just I ripped the rest of the sleeve off, and uh, the gun is exposed uh, in its full glory. Uh, and I'm gonna like grab Beefs by his collar and shove my gun up into his ribs oh. and say like, "Are you sure we want to do this?" <laughs> Awfully full of spunk for Brando lethargy. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> all right. And uh, I'm going to fire. Oh, <laughs> yes. Scroll to hit. We're doing this, eh? All right. He seems dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so that is... Okay, that's 23. Yeah, it'll just barely hit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and there's a uh, sneak attack coming on here. Yep. <laughs> All right, 25. Okay. Riot. Beefs had two hit points. What? <laughs> oh, fuck. How would you like to cook the steak? What? Uh, <laughs> holy shit, really? Oh, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, <laughs> you fucking trolls. <laughs> okay, I'm going to shoot. I guess I'm just going to, I'm going to just like pop off. You're welcome to make this a non-lethal shot if you want no, to. It's totally no, Yeah, you don't have to kill oh, me. Just, no, yeah. no, do it. Guys. Do it. It's so good for the story. <laughs> is it? Is it? Don't point the gun right at my ribs. Like, out of character, is this, is this, is this fucking us? I think it's fucking hilarious that, that we didn't know he had two hit points and you accidentally <laughs> fucking murder him. It's really funny. Uh, so it's a yes? It's your choice, guy. Uh, wh- whatever choice. you think. It, uh, I feel it, like I need to get consent from both of you because this is a big <laughs> fucking thorn <laughs> Our side. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if you choose, if you choose not not to kill him, I understand. But if you choose to kill him, I'm fucking on board for it. <laughs> 
yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I, I feel good about either way. I, I, I think that there is possibly fun to be had with us absolutely humiliating him and him being alive to know that. Mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm also, it's also pretty funny to leave his dead carcass in this, you know, <laughs> behind a waterfall. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. How would Cake feel? Ugh. Doesn't sound like it went very well. And she'd get like I mean, that's sick. why he's here. Yeah, she'd get like sick life insurance cash. Oh. <laughs> Look, it's a fifty percent evil party, baby. Either way, yeah. I mean, like you didn't know you were going to kill him. I didn't know right. I was going to kill him. <laughs> Justify. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm sweating through my shirt right oh now. I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay, um, all right, uh, I'm gonna accidentally kill beefs. <laughs> okay, um, I, I, so I, I'm, I, I've got him by the rough of his collar, and I've got my gun in his under his ribs, and I'm just gonna be like, "Sure, you want to play this game?" <laughs> and as soon as he answers with that snarky ass statement, I just fire. I cover Bark's eyes. He's obviously <laughs> spewing some like electrical magic shit. I've seen shit like this before. <laughs> the last battle that we were in, we all almost died. I didn't want to take any chances, so I'm going to start chipping away at this guy. And I shoot him, and his eyes go blank. He falls to the floor, and he's fucking dead in front of me. And I'm just like, I, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> oh, oh that fucking killed him? What the fuck? I what fucking the? killed him. Riot. Shit. Oh, Wait, my stars. Oh, my God. What? I just killed a deep low. I just killed you a fucking... You just killed a deep low. Oh, oh man. man. Well, I, okay, well, I... I could bring him back. It would be a. It. I mean, it would compromise my ability to bring one of you back. Should anything happen in the future, that doesn't but, sound great. Hold up, right? Yeah, you shot him, but like I think that was kind of a little bit of an accident. Um, it was self-defense for sure. For sure, we we did just like murder a pretty high-ranking deep low. Uh-huh. Do we do we want to bring him back? Uh, just because, like, you know, we fucking murdered him. Uh-huh. And started it. Yeah, but, like, we we finished it. And, like, yeah, he was a bit of a wiener about the whole thing. But we still murdered a fucking Diplo here. Yeah. He's the only witness. Well, I mean, aside from Bark's here. Which, Bark? Bark is on the level. What are you talking about? And Bark is just like, hmm, hmm. And then Celestine, you hear like, oh, is it a game of hide and seeksies? Oh, I love hide and seeksies. <laughs> oh, uh, Box always wins. Here we go. Yeah, okay. Bart, it's actually your turn to hide. So why don't you go <laughs> run and hide and we will eventually find you. <laughs> oh, golly, Box going to win. Wee. As you send Barks away and you stand in this cavern alone with a dead deep flow and uh, the, the, the strange, confusing feeling that comes from seeing beef lying face down in the debris, you're actually interrupted by a cackle coming from underneath the glimmering pile of debris. What? Emerging from it. Gray blue skin. No. Gray pixie cut hair. A dark green velour tracksuit with flame print on the hems and racing stripes down the <laughs> arms and across the chest. And if there were any doubt, she opens her mouth and dispels it, bellowing. Oi, not you three again! <gasps> Get out of my granditorium! Hold up! 
Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.